At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella and we're here at the World Messenger and I'm absolutely inviting you for another epic episode. I have guests that I'm super thrilled to introduce you to is joining me from New York. He travels all the time, but um, what's beautiful about not only that he is being uh, CEO and founder and investor and board member and advisor and public speaker, but someone who also constantly pushes forward and creates and innovates and holds 95 plus holdings and over 200 joint ventures and companies that he's been associated with. But the most importantly, he does something very differently than other serial entrepreneurs. Without further ado, let me bring you uh, Brian Esposito here. Brian, how are you? Doing well, Isabella. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. I know you have a crazy schedule and I know that time is uh, now to act and create and make the magic happen. It seems like you've been uh, doing this for quite some time. Before we dive in, what are you currently doing? Do you mind sharing, first of all, how did you get into entrepreneurship and also these joint ventures and films and uh, you know, productions of wide range of things. I mean, I'm just blown away at how wide plethora of your expertise is. Thank you. And I was blown away to hear from you and your team and to be on your show. So completely honored and humbled. And thank you for having me. Uh, my entrepreneurial journey started very young age. So in my teens, I was creating companies and finding a need, filling a need in the market. And uh, my first a big hit was in the late 90s, I built the first B2B, B2C e-commerce platform for the beauty industry. Uh, through that amazing journey, I got to work and meet with incredible celebrities, icons, actors, actresses, and musicians, and help build their brands, distribute their brands through our platform, service salons and spas and beauty boutiques around the world, and uh, had our own stores. So incredible full service distribution and launched over 1,200 brands. So it was my wow. initial uh yeah it was a lot that's why when people see what i do now and they see a hundred now there's 108 companies in my holdings and 200 joint ventures it was a lot more chaotic when i was dealing with over 1200 brands so people don't always know my history and the training that i've been through to be able to manage a lot and deal with a lot and keep things in motion uh, but what we did with the beauty company was amazing i was first to be amazon lux be, uh, first beauty dealer on their platform i knew amazon was going to be a go-to place for everything so we were very early on that uh, great site and platform i was jet.com's first retailer i was first to launch google checkout wallet so the beauty industry is amazing it's really it's it's at one point it was known to be recession proof along with tobacco liquor and gaming now, since a global pandemic, beauty is really the only one that's not only recession proof, but it's also pandemic proof and people will wow. spend a lot of money or their last dollar to look good because it makes them feel good. So I learned so much through that history and through that journey with, with the beauty company and it got my itch in building technologies and creating IP and understanding branding and marketing and ownership. 
But also what I learned, and unfortunately too late, was I was making a lot of people very wealthy through the, the platform and distribution that I created. And my model was wrong. I was happy just to get the brand. And I thought my margins on buying and selling the goods was, was my gift. That was good enough for me. But when these brands had exits to L'Oreal, Revlon, Estee Lauder, or Louis Vuitton for hundreds of millions or billions of dollars, I had no attachment to the upside of that. I had no equity ownership. Mm -hmm. And I also lost the brand because those other companies have their own distribution channels. So my mind was, there's always a new beauty brand being developed. I'll always have a great pipeline. But one day I woke up hating my inventory because that's money and cash just sitting there. And I said, I'm enough with building brands and making them worth a fortune and not being part of it. I need to change my model. That's when I started where we are today. And I made every mistake you can think of where I want to build my own world, own and control as much of my own companies, products, IP, technologies, and solutions and invite people into my world that I feel are humble, ethical, and warranted, opposed to me being invited into other people's world and being used for you know what I do. So a lot of issues, a lot of mistakes, but very grateful to where I got to and where, where we are today. Oh my goodness, Brand. So let's unpack that. I mean, I'm blown away where this started. And, and I love what you said, how much errors and trials and mistakes were there. And you did not let that hold you back. Uh, you were like, I need to figure it out and find a better way. What was in those moments before you meant mental shift? Of course, it's a lot of triggers, right? Emotionally, mentally, financially. And you start questioning yourself. It's like, where, where, what, why is this going on? How did you really bridge the gap and, and turn things around without being stuck or feeling like you failed and, and, and also feeling uh, that you can still figure this out? Yeah. Um, great questions. Uh, took a lot of work on myself to be able to not be bitter or jaded with the world and understand the things I needed to figure out or the issues that I found myself in were my own doing. I, you know, once you learn that other people aren't the fault at where you are in life, you can't push blame into if somebody treats you wrong, steals from you or does a bad deal behind your back, that's on them. What's on you is that you allowed those situations to happen. And as you grow and evolve, you start to pinpoint who works well with you, who's got good ethics and conscience and empathy. And you start to surround yourself with really good, great people. It took me 20 years to figure all this out. But what happened in 2016 was really, to answer your question, what really jolted I needed to fix thing was um, a drunk driver hit me head on in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And um, wow. I could have died, should have died, but I'm here. So I'm grateful that that woman hit me because she could have killed somebody. So for that aspect, I'm glad she hit my car. And secondly, my whole world fell apart um, post that moment. That was the first domino to fall. And when I realized taking me out of the equation of what I was building. So in 2016, I think I had in the 30 range of companies and holdings, my model was completely wrong and I needed it to be completely destroyed. It had to happen. I, I couldn't answer your question like, how do you fix things? How do you patch things up when you build this you know, ecosystem that I was building? I could never have got to where I am today trying to piecemeal it and trying to fix things here and there. I needed a complete reset. And if that accident didn't happen, I never would have had that complete reset moment. Then I had to rebuild from less than nothing because everything fell apart without me there doing the deals, being the face, putting the partnerships together, 
leveraging my assets when you take when you took me out of the equation because I was incapacitated, it quickly fell apart. And then I said, okay, I had to rebuild from less than nothing. So when I hear people that have maybe just nothing, I'm like, you can do anything in the world. I had to rebuild from many, many millions, less than nothing. And I had to rebuild my inner circle because I had all the wrong people around me, the wrong accounting, the wrong legal, the wrong compliance, wrong executives running things. Because again, they should have been able to replicate me after 15 plus years of building what I was building. I should have had people that can finish my sentence around me, not solely relying on me. And then once I was taken out of the equation, they, they, they didn't know what to do. So again, my fault. I put these people there. I didn't properly have systems in place to make sure that this could keep flowing with or without me. And, you know, from there it was, it was bad. It was the darkest place in my life that I was, but I also was conscious enough to realize I can't be mad and angry and bitter. I have so much I need to fix and repair and rebuild. I can't do that blocking off my energy, being negative, being a drain. I, people, I did what I did because people like being around me. They believe in me. They trust me. They understand my vision. So I needed to maintain that as my value and my, my light and you know, trick your brain. I had to actually park so much anger and angst and bitterness and say, I'll deal with that later. I can't, I can't focus on that right now. I got to go and rebuild. I got to make money. I got to survive. And, and here's where we are today. Wow. What an amazing journey. And I love how you look at now back and say, uh, the accident was the blessing, uh, falling apart for something that did not serve you in the best light or that did not fit anymore uh, who you became or who you were even at that time without recognizing how much you put in effort and energy and uh, not really uh, able to write to sometimes we're when we're in the weeds when we're in the middle of it we don't see uh the sometimes the bigger picture or we do but it's just hard to step away out of because you're in that constant real right um first of all i just want to say i kudo you for your attitude and aptitude to not just give up right and and rebuild yourself and that journey i'm sure was not easy so for everybody watching and listening, everybody of us are being down on our knees at some point in life, some, some of us more times than others, right? It's like, I'm curious, um, what was always the kind of like internal compass that kept you propelled forward? It's being consistent in my actions, always doing what I say I'm going to do. That's my biggest MO is that I'm a man of my world word. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer to get where I assured we were going to get. So, and knowing I needed to make my mark on this world and it's not financial. I don't need to be a Forbes billionaire list. That's empty and noise. And that's not how I'm wired, but I do want to help people. You know, there, all the companies in my holdings, there's a responsibility there for me to help them grow. A lot of VC type of firms, they don't care if 90% of them fail the other 10% that succeed, that's their model. They make their money, they make their billions and they're happy. I don't work that way. If someone's inside of my holdings, my job is to do everything I can and give them all the tools and resources and support they need to survive and succeed. It's therapeutic for me to have gone through a lot. And the accident was just one of thousands of issues that for some reason I have to had to deal with in my career and in my professional life. But I take on those issues gracefully. I love them. Throw me every problem you can throw at me because I need to make sure I know how to overcome them so I don't have a big issue later on in my life where there's more risk or more 
um, more that could fall apart. Like I need to learn and get my bruises as quickly as possible, which is why I love going into a new industry blindly. Like show me where the bodies are buried, beat me up. Let me build the right relationships. Let me learn who are the wrong people, who are the right people, what are the right companies to work for or with. And so anytime I faced an issue, I think because of early on in life, I've always had to deal with some kind of grief. I'm just wired to know that there's always an issue. More money, more success doesn't mean that you're immune to that. It's just how do you overcome them? And a lot of my career, why people invited me into rooms that shouldn't have been invited into or into organizations that I shouldn't have been invited into was because of the way that I think and the way that I strategize and the way that I problem solve. I'm very good at seeing a solution and that there's always a solution. There really is always a solution. So from there, I built a career and relationships and partnerships based off of helping people. Now, a big part of my value and what I love to do is preventing the problem in the first place. That's the next chapter of my evolution and growth. And the only way that you get there is by going through every problem you can possibly think of. And people are replicated in this world. They're, and I don't judge people. There's good and bad and all. But I have met some people that, for me, are bad. They've hurt me. They've put me in harm's way. Oh, no. Back to what I initially said. I allowed them to put me in harm's way. But by experiencing those people in those situations, I see it again, clear as day with new people that I meet or new situations that I meet. I was just yesterday, I was sitting in, in a cafe and I was, I wanted to talk to this guy, but I'm, well, I, I don't know, I feel bad that I should have. He's in a meeting with a guy that's pitching him something that I was pitched many years ago. That's just BS. And it was the same rhetoric. It was the same exact, it was like he had a script, the same thing that I was suckered into and i bought on it i bought in on it and i and i and i messed up i made a mistake but i said okay great shame on me i learned going forward that'll never happen to me again and it's it's bizarre when i see it in life and you know everybody's just trying to survive i get it but i don't think you survive by taking advantage of people or lying to people or misleading people if you're completely transparent and honest and vulnerable just say, hey, this may not work. I'm going to give it all that I got. I'd love to have your support. What a great story that is in telling somebody, we're going to make billions of dollars. Give me X amount of dollars, and I'm going to give you X amount a month for the rest of your life. You never have to work again. People buy into that because they like the idea of hope. They like the idea of, hey, this is good karma. This is something you know, everybody justifies every action. But if people are just more honest and more transparent and say, hey, listen, we're running into issues. We're going to do everything we can to fix it stick with us rather than saying everything's great don't worry and then one day you wake up and your investment implodes or your your time implodes that you spend on something so i really want to see a shift in people just being like web3 and blockchain completely transparent so why don't you just act the same way that the future of technology is going where everything's out in the open and we do the best that we can to survive mm. I love your wisdom here and, and sharing your experience because one of the things that I'm seeing from my lens, how much we're really missing um, ethical leadership, right? A leadership period, quality leadership, and then also transparency, honesty, ethics, with integrity, all of those pieces, right? Because I believe that we can all be tremendously successful. And if we come from that place and we create win-win, everybody wins, right? The world wins, uh, our family wins, our legacy is built on the beautiful grounds and we're going to be known and remembered for something truly that matters not from ego serving or or just uh 
um, perspectives that unfortunately I see so many entrepreneurs that get some money posturing and also the same thing you see in the Fortune 500 companies where they're just carrying with the bottom line where people are completely taking out of equation for most part and environment and other countries or whatever it might be. So with that in mind, obviously you're living your legacy, you're leading with your legacy. Uh, do you mind sharing a little bit how do you then um, create obviously those amazing values that reflect in your leadership and how much those values and who you became attributed to your success, continuous success, and also how that connects with your legacy and your perception of your legacy. A lot of it is not chasing money or things. Mm -hmm. So well, one of my biggest um, uh, funnels or vetting processes is if someone wants to work with me, I need them to be as humble as possible. We all have egos to a certain point. I, I like that I work on mine daily. I want it to be, when I, when I go and leave this life, I want there to be zero ego. That's my goal. Um, but when people are caught up in social media and it's, 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 it's caused more of a disconnect than a connect, unfortunately, trying to maintain a certain perception of a lifestyle, trying to give this idea that success is having a Rolex watch or having a Lamborghini in your driveway or boarding a private plane. That is not success in my book. If it's success in your book, we are not going to be friends and we are not going to work together. Success to me is treating people kindly. And if you do harm to somebody, whether it was intentional or not, do whatever you can to make it right and justify uh, or, or you know, make it um, be at peace with it. To me, that's success. To me, success mm -hmm. is treating a waiter nice and giving them a nice tip. That's a successful person. Uh, anybody else that wants to bang their chest and say, look how much money I've made today, you're lost. I'm sorry, you're lost. You're, 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 you got the wrong God and you're not pointed in a way where you're, I don't think you're ever going to be happy because if you're chasing things, there's always yeah. going to be new things. There's always going to be something new and shiny. So if you're always chasing things and that's your motivator to make more money, God bless you. That works for you. But if you're motivated by only making money and chasing things, and if we were to ever work together, then you're putting me in harm's way because you'll do whatever you can to chase that money and get that thing. And it's I don't, this isn't rocket science. This, we have enough human history to show what actions lead to what results. It's it, it, the, the, the idea of this rinse and repeat that we all find ourselves seeing with certain CEOs, certain companies, certain uh, highly respected individuals when really the ones that you never see a problem about are the ones that aren't boasting about their lavish bullshit lifestyle those are the ones that never have an issue it's always the ones that are want to be in the news want to show where they're at they want to be at the met gala like come on this is help somebody all the money you spent putting all that jewelry on and those clothes and everything you spent to show off Imagine what you could have done to actually help people and put that resources and money somewhere somewhere to good. So that's how I'm wired and that's the legacy that I want to leave in doing things to provide fresh clean water for people. That should be everybody's basic human right, fresh clean water. In our lifetime, it's going to trade like oil. I'm sorry, it's going to happen. It's going to be a very expensive commodity. So if you want to go and brag about all your crap, well, you might not have any clean water to drink one day. Then what are you going to do? So why don't you start revisiting your values and what kind of mark do you want to leave on this world and help somebody? Um, but again, to each their own, I find it insulting when I see what I've been through. And maybe it takes people like me losing everything and having to rebuild 
to understand what's truly important and what's truly not. We had a global pandemic, whole world shut down. Nobody could do anything. Nobody can go anywhere. I was praying to God that people would find that as a moment to reset, realize it's just good people. It's good moments. It's your family. It's close friends. It's creating a, a moment. That's what life's all about. That's the important things about life. No, what happened was private aviation went through the roof because the rich had to go and be somewhere and show off that they were still rich. So that meant that industry was booming and people were still traveling and people were still showing off their crap. And it just didn't have the impact that I really was hoping that it would impact, uh, would have on us, which would be a global reset to just be go back to basics with what you need, food, water, clothing, shelter, and surround yourself with people that you love to be around. And that's what I hope we can see at one point in, in humanity's future. Mm. That is so interesting. You spot on how much values got disordered, right? And then how we had our chance through the pandemic to have that wake-up call in our home moment. Because life is too short and you know more than anybody. Yours was like almost gone in split of second. And then it's like now... Uh, after that accident, I'm sure you lived much more intentionally, right? And then made a huge shift of, of where, who you're dealing with today. It's because I really find also a lot of transactions, like it's like life is not transaction and people are not just to have a transaction with. And more we understand that too, then we really understand how our inner world is built and what matters the most. But yeah. speaking of um, current things you've been involved in. So do you mind sharing some cool projects you're involved? Because you're obviously been working with over 20 some uh, different industries. You've been also in space of entertainment, one of my favorite music, TV and film, of course, education, in addition to beauty that you were mentioning and um, other uh, fashion industry or whatnot. So I'm curious uh, how to use like what interesting project you've seen and how do you see the shift happening now post-pandemic? Uh, yeah, so my model is very old school. Think of old GE, Jack Welsh, Warren Buffett. I want companies to be self-sustainable. It's all about my easy theories. If you want to be in business, you got to make money or you got to have revenues. If you want to stay in business, you got to be profitable. Very simple formula. And also, what does the future look like in what is what is the future of cash? What is the future of fiat? So understanding rules and regulations and laws and wanting to be forward thinking like I've always tried to be in my career, I see this huge movement in security token offerings. So one of our one of my holdings, Turncoin, we've made financial history in February of this year where we became the first 100% gross revenue sharing digital security token. Turncoin yeah. is powered by the operating company, Virtual Stacks. And we've got incredible ambassadors from icons and sports such as Drew Brees, American football player, American football Super Bowl winner, Patrick Mahomes is one of our global ambassadors, Von Miller, Cam Jordan. So we got a great arsenal of American football players that believe in this platform. Uh, we have exceptional business and sports iconic uh, executives such as David Meltzer as one of our ambassadors. And we just announced Luke Bryan, country music star, as our music ambassador. And Virtual Stacks went to market in December, and we built a legal way for people to buy virtual trading cards of people. 
So if you are a celebrity or an icon with a huge audience, like some of the names that I mentioned before, it's a great new earnings mechanism for you to be able to have liquidity and sell these virtual trading cards to your fan base. So it's a brand new revenue stream for your earnings. And there's also a big charitable component attached to it. Now, if you're not yet a famous person, which is why I really love and am heavily involved in this company, is it's a mechanism, think of a GoFundMe, where you can put out virtual trading cards to your, your family, your friends, your teammates, your classmates, your teachers, your coaches, to buy your virtual trading cards while you're still going after your journey, whatever your passion is. So if you wanna be the next Billy Joel and you need piano lessons, you sell virtual trading cards to your fan base or your local community to help you pay for lessons, maybe help you pay for a keyboard or some sort of software equipment that you need to keep going after your career. You want to be the next Derek Jeter, you need money for a new mitt, same thing, you put up your virtual trading cards, you promote it to your fan base. And it keeps your passion alive, keeps your dreams alive. But when you do make it, and those people that were supporting you early on in your career, the value of those virtual trading cards will go up because it's demand of, and your popularity will increase. So it's actually this great loop and ecosystem for spotting talent, identifying talent, supporting talent, and having a, fun, a possible financial reward on putting money behind that talent while they're still on their journey and career. So amazing company. We spent a long time developing what are the rules and regulations, a lot of money in legal and compliance to make sure that we put this product in the market that can trade. I don't like the idea of operating in a gray market like crypto and some digital assets or NFTs are operating on. I believe security tokens are the future. And we work with amazing firms like INX, that is a security token exchange. They work with the SEC daily. So it's, again, I used to sell nail polish. Now I'm talking about security tokens and you know, working, <laughs> working with icons. So I love that where my journey has taken me. And it's because I learn, it's because I've made mistakes and finding the right people, finding the right resources. You know, Through my journey, I got to meet Mr. Roel Campos, previous commissioner of the SEC. What a great guy to go to and, and ask, hey, we wanna do this in this new digital asset environment. How do we do it? How do, what does it look like as a, as a you know, coming from someone that used to lead the SEC and figuring it out and be in a position where we can file our, our listings. We are registered with the SEC. It's an amazing moment to do something that's never been done before and with an incredible team and, and leadership at that company's um, Rudolf Markroff, who, amazing friend and CEO and visionary. And I think we built something that I know is gonna help billions of people finance their dreams and not have to give up on them. Mm. Wow, what a powerful shift. And you were just constantly pushing yourself in the new uncharted waters and trailblazing. And I love what you just created, actually, as you pointed out, how much of NFT and talking and all this uh, 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 talking uh, changed the people's trust due to so many issues that happen and how much we really do need alternative and better way uh, to support amazing talent, but also bring the world together, right? It's like, who, because everybody has a, some great, amazing skill, and this doesn't limit you just to do one particular thing in one particular market, right? 100%. And to go an extra day and not give up on your dreams. How many people give up on their sport, their talent, they're an artist, they're a musician, they're an athlete, they're a business person, whatever they may be. And and have to be forced to go into a career that their passion's not there, their love's not there, but the bills are there. 
So imagine having a tool like this that is actually operational and in the market. We've changed the lives of 20 college athletes when we did our small controlled launch in December. Some of these college kids that don't have really any social media following or um, at a you know, Division three, Division two school, they made thousands and thousands of dollars just by using this platform. So it works. The mechanism's there. And I believe firmly that if people can lessen the financial burden, whether they need uh, money for school, books, rents due, their car payments due, if you can alleviate some of those financial burdens because of this new virtual stacks platform, they get to continue to go after their dreams, but they'll feel, feel more confident. They'll have more time to focus on their skill or their or their talent, and they're not maybe taking a second job or exhausted because they're going to school and they're going to work. So you start to really build this new fire and support system behind them. And back to what TurnCoin is, and the uh, reason I speak about it is I really think we built something that's going to really be part of my mark on this world is all the revenues that flow through virtual stacks flow up to all the TurnCoin registered digital security investors and holders. So on a monthly basis, you're getting a share of all those virtual stacks revenues. Much, I think we built what I believe is the future of what business should look like and investors should look like. You have full transparency because you see all the revenues flowing through blockchain. You have full access to your investment on a minute by minute basis on all the trading activity that's on the exchange on virtual stacks. And as an old school stock investor that I'm not anymore ever since 2008, I'm not sitting there waiting three months and to hopefully hear that a CEO had a good quarter. I'm not putting my money at risk like that anymore. I, from that moment mm -hmm. on, I invest in myself. I invest in my time and my resources and the companies that I know what's going on in. And I'm not passive in anything. I don't take bets on anything anymore. My bet is on me and my bet is on the company and people that I want to surround myself with. Wow, what a huge game changer and differentiator. And I love what you pointed out because how often we do deal with the situations where we see, uh, as you said, betting on the companies that later on we learn uh, not only that they had a bad quarter, but that just the way they lead the companies and what else is going on behind the scene. And, and, and it's not anymore the traditional way that works. And, and more and more, it's not anymore something that we also, I personally don't want to be associated and affiliated with based based on their ethics and based on how they are, um, based on their leadership and what they're known. And a lot of brands, unfortunately, you and I know about that very well, mm -hmm. uh, damage their brands, damage their reputation. Some brands have been around over a hundred years in this recent years, they damaged it to point is like, is a point of return here? And, and then when it is going to be, because they're not what they used to be. So for everybody watching and listening, do you mind sharing a little bit of perspective, what it really also means to be that amazing trusted brand and everything you now just created to uh, put yourself in driver's seat for others? Uh, if you can also share a little bit about that point of entry, if anybody wants to play in the space you created, because obviously your brand is your value, right? And everything the company does builds more on it and giving who you are doing business with and who you're associated with. Right. hundred oh, percent. I, I think it's always adapt or die. And you, you hit the nail on the head. Look at these brands that were global behemoths in their industry. Well, a lot of them got there because they were led by visionaries that risked everything to get where they needed to get and build the brand and the vision that they wanted to put into the market. 
And much like generational wealth, usually the third round of kids destroys the family and destroys the family's wealth. I mean, that's history. It's historic. You know, even kings and legends that run uh, run countries or regions, it's it, at some point it gets handed to somebody or a leadership that didn't earn it, didn't understand what needed to be done to get that brand where it was and keep it there. And the only way, the only way that you keep it there is you have to keep investing into the future of what the market's demanding. Retail's tough. Uh, Amazon and Walmart have made it very difficult for retail to succeed in, in the old fashion that it used to you know, succeed in where you know, yes. uh, landlords charge ridiculous rents because the prices for real estate is out of whack. Housing's out of whack. The cost of everything's out of whack. There's a few weeks ago, people were making funny memes about eggs being so priced out of whack. It's not mm -hmm. really funny when somebody can't afford a carton of eggs. Uh, it may be funny to look at really quickly on Twitter, but the reality that there were people that had to say, I can't buy eggs this week. I can't buy milk. All of that is based upon awful, I think, awful management of fiat currencies by governments and where those money's being used, but also the uh, the influx of real estate. When people get priced out of their own home because they can't afford to live in a home that they lived in anymore, people that are trying to also be in business and be retailers or build development, build uh, technologies or IP, you have to be out in the world and see what's going on. You can't run a business from a 60th floor tower in New York City and say, these are the decisions we're going to make because I think that's right. And then go to your $10 million apartment or go to your beach house in, in the Hamptons and think that you have a, a pulse on reality. And then, oh, and then act surprised when your quarter is off and you're not making any revenues. Well, you're, you're bringing in inventory that majority of people can't buy anymore, or you're supporting brands that aren't supporting you back and you're not understanding social media or the whole push in influencers and how to attach a brand or a movement to what the, you know, what the, the generational youth and movement is, is expecting. So you're out of touch. Leaders are out of touch, but that's what I think is a detriment that happens on con constantly when when a, a, an unexperienced leader takes over a legacy brand like you're talking about or some sort of institution and they don't know what they're doing because they didn't earn it and they have no pulse on reality, it's going to fail. It's going to crumble. And then you go and beg to the government to bail you out and all of a sudden you're too big to fail. And then it just makes the problem even worse. You know, I failed. I got my ass kicked. I lost everything. It was great for me. So having things fall apart and, and be rebuilt in my mind is a good thing. So you know, that's that's my opinion on on where we're at in the current market and things will get better and then things will get worse and then things will get better and things will get worse. It's 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 what we do as humans. That's how we get by. That is so true. And I love your attitude again, because the point is you have that amazing muscle to deal with adversity. Uh, you go up with fears, uh, with unknown. And fortunately, sadly, a lot of leaders that are in positions don't necessarily have that, or they did not build it over the period of time, uh, or they don't continue to tweak and adjust, as you said, to keep the pulse where things are headed, either they like it or not, and they really don't like change. And what I'm finding from change perspective and transformations, like we constantly have to reinvent our Ourselves. We have to constantly 
think uh, forward uh, from ESG standpoint or for whatever and different uh, financial currencies like you were mentioning what's going on with fiat. I just love how attuned you are and how you have good pulse on that. So for everybody that's watching and listening now that want to be involved with this new creation, uh, how did they start? How did they even get involved with, uh, uh, with your company that you're currently offering opportunities for people not only to be, get funded, but also get uh, opportunity to be part of new future-focused financial uh, trades and investments. Yeah, well, whether you work with me or my holdings or not, there's there's options. It's it's really an amazing time for an entrepreneur to go out and do something. I think you should be very smart about it and methodical. I think you can do it in a way where you don't have any risk. Uh, something also I learned, and it's very important for entrepreneurs or new startup founders to to think about is your current inner circle. It could be your family, friends, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend. Odds are they're not going to be your support system when you go off and you start this journey. So you need to really understand that because that could be very debilitating and it could cause more stress and anxiety in your life. You need to separate two different inner circles. You have your home and your family and your friends you grew up with that odds are they don't get it, but they'll be your biggest supporter when you succeed. But until then, they're going to question you, they're going to doubt you, and they're going to not believe in you. And that's their own insecurities. The yes. other inner circle, whether it's me or not, is use things like LinkedIn, find people that you like their messaging, you connect with, they have some sort of an energy that you believe in their values or how they strategize. And I believe you got to put your gun on the table and ask for help. I think that's a place of strength. So when you ask for help and be vulnerable, that's a good thing. Not not thinking you don't need help is crazy. So get that out of, the, out of your head. And you can start building advisors around an idea, around a company that you want to create before you even create the company. But you have to build the relationship. It takes time. If you're going to go and cold call or cold message somebody like me, I'm, I'm accessible to everybody, as you, you probably saw, Isabella, when we were communicating. I get back to people immediately. I love when people reach out to me. It makes me feel like I have worth, and, and that's a humbling moment. So, but do it in a in a tactful manner. Don't don't send a novel and an ask and like build a relationship. Say things that you would say if you met somebody at a bar. Like build a conversation, build a good foundation, and and there may never even be an ask. That's one of the reasons why people really love working with me is that I always come to the table with what I believe is value. Here's a here's a bunch of value. Let's find it. I don't come to the table with my hand out and say gimme gimme gimme. And that's why people respond to my messages or pick up my calls or take my meetings is because they know if I'm spending time on it, there's something. We just got to sift through and find it. Where Where is the value? Where do we play together and how do we make success? Uh, so anybody that's going out in the world and, and you finally have that pull, for me, it was early on in life. Some people need a jolt or a moment or a global pandemic to go out and say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. You got to get rid of naysayers. You got to—they're toxic. It's you only have so much fuel in the tank. You can't focus on that. Got to surround yourself with people that believe in you, even if it's one person. You just need someone to believe in you, give you support, your your personal cheerleader, and get one customer. Forget about needing millions of customers and billions of dollars to be a success. Go get one customer, one someone someone that really believe in your idea that wants to be part of it, and 
make that moment profitable, whatever you're building, whether it's technology, if it's a song, if it's a piece of IP, if it's a new shampoo, just get someone that says, I'll try that. That's, that's the first moment. That's the first domino. And then make sure you have all the right people behind you, whether it's components, manufacturers, developers, your shipping providers, just start putting together a plan of all the right people that can put together your idea, people that you trust, people that you respect, and be honest with them. Say, listen, I'm strapped right now. I'm planning this, this idea. I may raise money. I may take a line out on my house. I may get a new credit card to fuel this, but just be honest. Don't let people think that you're loaded and that you can fund this thing if you can't. Always be transparent. Always be humble and ask for help. And, and odds are you'll find people that want to see you succeed and they'll want to help you. Uh, and you'll find people, hopefully, that people think that I am is, is a gem to have in their arsenal to do everything I can to make sure that they succeed. That is beautiful advice and so so much wisdom there for sure, because uh, right now um, people also need to make them differentiator, right? Are you are you a seeker? Are you asking or are you are you leading with the value and support and, and success with other person in mind and ultimately that brings your success? It's a truly shift and for a lot of people in mindset, right? But um, to, to really extend a little bit of what you just shared, our role, you accomplish so much and you are on amazing trajectory. You build yourself so many times. And I'm curious, what's in the bucket list left? You really want to make it happen. Great question. I, I feel like, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't happen, but I feel like if this was the last day, I feel good. I feel like I'm, I've done a lot more than I ever thought I would do. And I got to meet and experience amazing people and places around the world and be part of incredible companies and projects. So I'm far well beyond where I thought I'd ever be. Um, but I would love to, a lot of the things that we're working on, Freewater is another amazing company. Uh, the CEO, Josh, is just blowing up as far as the idea of passing out free water, And that's branded with messaging and advertisers. So the advertisers pay for the water and there's still a, a profitable business there. A big portion goes to charities and building wells for uh, people around the world that need access to clean drinking uh, water. Uh, so I'm very pulled to that. Um, and I wanna, I wanna have a big impact on doing as much as I can to put people, systems, and resources in place to make sure everybody has access to clean drinking water. Not just humans, animals, every living thing needs needs it. So um, that's probably the only thing left for a um, bucket list on my professional career. And, and hopefully I'll get to be a big part of making that happen. That's wonderful to see also how much you're involved in uh, charities and helping people around the world uh, with the mission of delivering clear water, of finding the clear water and making sure that everybody can prosper. And when communities can be built, uh, people then can be thriving instead of being surviving and migrating to different parts of the world because they have to be displaced due to uh, uh, social economic issues or just simply environmental issues that we're seeing more and more than ever, right? Yeah. Uh, kudos on that. And with that in mind, in closing, if you don't mind sharing, obviously you are living your legacy. Just the way you carry yourself, how you speak, it's very evident. You're leading with your legacy. But I'm curious, um, how would you like to be known and remembered by? Hmm. Uh, great question. 
Uh, it would be nice if someone referenced me somewhere around the world uh, at some point when I leave in, in the future. If I was referenced somewhere for something, uh, that would be that would be legendary for me to be like, well, look what Brian Esposito did when he was building X, Y, and Z, uh, such as like Henry Ford, Winston Churchill. There's amazing people that have amazing quotes and they've done incredible things with their legacy and their, uh, their position where they were, whether it was in government or in business. Uh, so to have something out there that, um, I don't need that. It's not why I'm doing this. I don't need the, uh, I don't have to go and put my name on a university wing to say that I did something, but it would be nice to be referenced and conversations like this. Why I do this is because I always get great message and messages back from your listeners or other shows that I'm on that it connected with somebody. It made them, it made them feel good. They knew they weren't alone. They had the same feelings or the same ideals that I have. So, that's great if someone could see our conversation 20 years from now and pick up on some of the ideas or tips that I give because I think what I do in the business world and nurturing relationships creating value like you said win-win is my own that's my mantra win-win-win-wins for everybody that's timeless that's that 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 should go on until the end of time is that we should be coming together and creating real tangible value and growth and opportunities where everybody benefits from so the things that I really base my work off of is things that I've seen and experienced or read about other people doing. So if our conversation one day somebody listens to and they say, oh, I'm going to go and build a group of advisors. I'm going to use the new whatever future medium there is to connect people. And I'm going to start building an inner circle of supportive, positive people to help me go after my idea. Thanks, Isabella and Brian. That was a great conversation. That that to me is would be amazing. So hopefully that that will happen, and I and I believe that will happen. Absolutely will, and because you already have tremendous legacy and that you are already unfolding and 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 so much to leave behind while you're still here, and that's so beautiful because it's it's a that conscious choice and decision who you want to be and how you're impacting people in life. And I'm absolutely thrilled again that our audience here and that is watching or listening the Legacy Leader Show could get a glimpse of not only your success, but also what it takes to be successful and what it takes to transform and completely, again, rebuild yourself. And in the same time, when everybody that is watching and listening that wanted to reach out to you or wanted to be able to either connect or share their value to you, where they can find you. Yeah, thank you so much, Isabella. So Brian J. Esposito, uh, the corporate website is Esposito Intellectual Enterprises, and that can be found at eie.rocks, so eie.rocks. For social media, I tend to only use Twitter and LinkedIn, so please feel free to find me, Brian J. Esposito, and uh, and I get back to everybody uh, that respects my time. I, it's my job to respect yours and give you a response, and if I can't help you or be part of what you're doing, I always try to point you in a direction that I think is worthy of your time or, or make an introduction for you. And uh, just remember, anybody that's out there trying to make, uh, make their mark or create their legacy, uh, it's not easy. You're not alone. Uh, I do believe the harder the journey, the more rewarding the outcome. So just stick through it. Be patient. Be consistent, and uh, and learn. Learn and take those bruises with grace. And you'll see everything that you're thrown at you 
is for a purpose and is to train you and get you ready for the next chapter of your life. So I wish you all good luck and thank you again, Isabella, for the time. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.